And if that wasn't nerdy enough, uh, we were asked to play part of it for class mm. that following week. I did something similar when I was about seven. Me and my neighbor friend, Kellen, uh, sat on my top bunk and recorded ourselves cursing for about 20 minutes. <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> Welcome to the Video Reformation Podcast. I'm Ben Oliver. I'm Justin Plant. We are the co-founders of Storyboard Media and your guides to practicing effective video for business. We're like the Mickey Goldmill to your Rocky Balboa mm. in, in Rocky. Yep. Yeah. Um, today's episode, we're going to talk about how and why you might replace a BDR with video. But before jumping in, I understand we have a new sponsor this week. Um, Justin, who is our sponsor? Our sponsor this week is Doppelgang. Doppelgang. All right. Well, I'm sure there's a fun ad associated with that. I think they sent something along. Did they? Yep. Have we gotten it yet? We did. Okay, good. Just in the nick of time. Yep. Well, we'll have to get to that spot later in the episode. I'm sure you'll want to stick around to uh, hear what Doppelgang has to offer. Um, all right. Well, um, replacing a BDR with video. Perhaps we should start with defining what a BDR is just in case anyone sure. listening doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, for so they can skip this episode. <laughs> Um, so it stands for business development rep. Um, sometimes they're, they sit in the marketing department or roll up to marketing. Sometimes they roll up to sales. Um, but generally they are <clears throat> responsible for lead gen and they, as opposed to an SDR sales development rep, um, BDRs are a little bit more, um, proactively searching for leads. Okay. <clears throat> whereas SDRs might be qualifying those leads and passing them up to an AE. Um, these, it, so it's, it's a lead gen activity, but it's, um, it's a person doing it as opposed to like content marketing or something. Okay. So a company could have a marketing department that's generating content that's potentially gated, um, to get people to identify themselves as leads that might go to an SDR to qualify that MQL mm -hmm. into an SQL and pass it off to an AE. Yeah, very simply put. And then at the same time, a BDR would be, instead of relying on inbound leads, they'd actually be doing more cold outreach, identifying targeted prospects, initiating those conversations to get someone to say, hey, I'm interested. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go with that. Everyone probably defines that a little bit differently. Yeah. But uh, for these purposes, yeah. Okay, so... Replacing a BDR, depending on, on on what your position is, if you're listening to this, um, this could be potentially uh, offensive to you if you're a BDR listening to this episode. Um, but how did all of this come about? Where did this idea to replace a BDR <clears throat> with video originate here? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's what we've been doing ever since we started this company is trying to out, you know, take away from full-time employees and use video. Um, Offend as many people as possible. That's what I thought yeah. you were going to say. Well, that, yeah. Um, no. So one of our clients um, for the set, we'll just leave the name out. Uh, one of our clients, what they're a startup and they, I think we'll call him Evan, Devin, Devin. Sure. Ke Kevin, Kevin. So Tevin said um, they're, they're a, I think like a series a or series B company. So um, growing, they've got a growing sales team. I think they're trying to hire maybe 10 people in the sales department this year. 
Um, but he is a he's one of two people in the marketing department. So he leads the marketing team, but there's not a lot of, of full-time employees in that, in that department. So, um, he sees all this money going towards sales and, and rightfully so. And wants his, um, but he knows that his job is to create leads Mm -hmm. and BDR sit technically in the marketing for, for them. And so, um, they were, they were going to hire several BDRs that year uh, out of the 10. Some of them were going to be BDRs. And he was making the case to me. He, I think he was just thinking through this out loud with me. He's like, there was I'm, a what if at the beginning that you yeah, didn't hear. And it yeah. was, it was like, let's do this. Um, his, his idea was to make a case. He wanted to kind of brainstorm this. Like, let's make a case for replacing one of these BDRs that I'm supposed to hire <clears throat> with, with video. So if that, if that's, you know, 70 grand worth of compensation for a BDR, let's m- use video to comp to, to sure. serve that, that role, to fulfill that role. And so, yeah, we, we just kind of, you know, put our heels up on our desk and started talking and, and there was some, some great conversation. And then I brought this up to you and, um, sounded like a good episode for the podcast. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I imagine there's a lot to unpack in this. Um, I think there's real potential, and I think it's worth admitting that that we haven't actually executed this yet. Mm-mm. Theoretical. This is all theoretical, but we feel like we're onto something here. Yeah, and maybe people have been doing this for years and say instead of instead of hiring this person, I'd rather spend my budget on content. Right. So um, we're just kind of making a more direct comparison to all right. If you're if you're have to hire BDRs, consider video. There's there's a list of pros and cons as to why video might be better or why um, a BDR might be better. And so we're just going to discuss that. What are the common tasks before we get into pros and cons? What are the day to day tasks of at least our model BDR here? Because I think I think. What's so compelling about this is a lot of, a lot of that outreach, a lot of that response, a lot of that getting meetings, those kinds of things, does lend itself very well to automation. And so, uh, you know, it, it's not just replacing a person with, with five or six videos. Mm-hmm. It's it's putting a, a platform and a plan and, um, and that video content in place in a way that allows it almost allows the prospect to do self-educational sales conversations after they've done the self-educational marketing part, right? Like they've maybe explored a little bit yeah. on their own before <clears throat> they want to talk to someone, but which I, you see the, more and more these days. Yes. And, and what's intriguing about this to me is, is it, it may almost seem like I think there are ways that it can seem like you're you're integrating, you're interfacing rather, with an actual person. You're just getting video messages from them. Could be one way to implement this, and we'll get into implementation later. Um, but since it is highly automatable, I think that's where the whole opportunity lies. Given that it's automatable, what is that a word? It's it is it now. Sounds. What would the right up? word be? Automatable. Automotive. Automotive. <laughs> yeah. Able to be automated. Yeah. 
<clears throat> automatable it is. Automatable it is. Um, what are some of the advantages potentially to to a sequence of video contents delivered, you know, a certain way with certain conditional logics and things like that? Mm -hmm. What are some advantages to having it be video content that's communicating with a prospect as opposed to an individual? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, I know we've talked about some of these in the past, but uh, it's important to, to bring them up, especially in this context. So for starters, uh, a BDR typically works nine to five, let's just say. Um, <clears throat> but video is there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if somebody is researching at home after dinner, after the kids go to bed or whatever it is, um, there will be video there. And if like, if a BDR picks up the phone and dials you at two o'clock, you might be in a meeting. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they leave a voicemail, maybe they don't. But if you get an email with a video outreach, you can watch that whenever you want to. Um, so it's a little bit more accommodating in that respect. Um, I think that's something that we've talked about in using video for sales just generally is, is exactly that. You don't have to hope you get someone on the phone, hope that they're willing to give you the their time. Mm -hmm. You get to put something in front of them that if they see enough in the initial messaging to think that it's compelling, then they can choose to watch it on mm -hmm. their own time. Doesn't that then expose a potential con of this in that you don't have the ability to call up a prospect or have a video chat one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. You have less of, if you, if you're only, if your option is to hire one BDR or have video, mm -hmm. then yes, you're looking at that. But if you've got the opportunity to hire four, but then convert one of these BDRs into video, then sure. You still got people on the phone and there's a lot of important calls that happen that way. Um, so I don't mean to, rip on uh, that part of a process of the BDR process. I think that's an important distinction is that we're not, we're not saying I get hope, rid of BDR. We haven't said yet. We're not saying replace all of your BDRs with video. Mm -hmm. We're talking about one of your BDRs mm -hmm. replacing with the, I think there's tremendous testing ability in this too. Um, which I'll get to in, in implementation or after. Cause if you look at a, hard, a decent BDR salary, maybe, let's just call it 60 grand. You can get a lot of pretty good video content for 60 grand. Yeah. Um, Even when you take into consideration, uh, email messaging that surrounds the video content, the right platforms to, uh, automate, um, the email messaging, the calls to action to direct them to the right places. Even when you're looking at that, you know, software to go along with the hardware of the content. Um, or I suppose another way to think about it, maybe instead of, hiring a BDR, you hire a video producer full-time, yeah. <laughs> which could then just always be making video, always reacting to market trends or whatever it is. Sure. But yeah. <clears throat> and so, instead of, this is what we're getting at, right? Instead of hiring a video producer, you just hire us. Well, that's the purpose of this, <laughs> this podcast. So there you have it. Instead of hiring salespeople, hire us. That's the basic. Yeah. Yeah. All right, kind of short episode. We're done. Okay, um, so that's one, right? It's it's on. It's always on. It's twenty four seven. Yes. What uh, else? Kind of furthering that thought is that it's always on script. There now there are pros and cons to that, right? Um, but it it doesn't <laughs> mm -hmm. mess up the script. It is the same video every time you hit play. So um, then again, 
ABDR can react to somebody mm -hmm. in a more timely fashion um, and maybe overcome an objection really quickly. But that's the thing. I mean, if we focus on the pro there first, if I'm a sales manager or if I'm a marketing manager who's responsible for the BDR, um, I know from day one when we when we put that video sequencing out there, it's going to nail the script every time because it's pre-recorded. Mm -hmm. It's been written. It's, it's doing edited. Whatever, right? It's perfect. Yeah. Whereas with a BDR, you got to give them a couple weeks of ramp up mm -hmm. to get used to the script mm -hmm. and and understand um, how to do that. So I, you, you know, you probably save yourself some time. Again, we're not saying replace all BDRs with video, but if you've got three or four, then great. They're already ramped up. They're ready mm -hmm. to go. Here's another thing that just you know on day one is full up to script. Um, and then, yeah, I think the con that, that associates with that pro is that if somebody replies back with a question that isn't anticipated and isn't programmed into the sequence, um, you basically have to set that up to then go to a human BDR, I would think. Yeah. To respond I mean, you could put a, a form field in the video player and say, do you have any questions at mm -hmm. the end? Right. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, you know, that's actually kind of an interesting concept. Um, but yeah, there's, it's always on script, meaning it can't go off script. It can't answer a question mid, mid video. Yeah. So the pro and the con is that it's always on script. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, how about another pro? I've been working this one out in my head, so let's just discuss it. Um, let, let's take that like 24-7 thing, right? And somebody doesn't watch this video at work, but they do get to engage with it after work. And so they're on the couch after dinner, and they hit play. There is a quantitative and a qualitative measurement in that, in terms of like, one, did they engage? Did they hit play? And two, did they watch the whole thing? Did they watch part of it? Did they uh, fill out a form at the end? Did mm -hmm. they whatever? And so uh, you can, while it's not incredibly in depth in terms, in terms of its qualitative measurement, um, you can set some points and say, okay, if they made it 75%, I'm going to go ahead and mark them as a, uh, a marketing qualified lead. Well, and they've got more control in that environment too, right? So you, I feel like you can trust that behavior better. If you, um, as a BDR, called up a prospect who uh, doesn't like confrontation, mm -hmm. and they picked up the phone, and you go into your script, you might get 75% of the way through your script. They're just too afraid to say, I'm not a qualified prospect. for mm. you know, sure. th This isn't an opportunity for me, right? So, I mean, I, I had somebody call this morning. Um, because I'm trying to get off of these lists and block these numbers instead of just wondering what random number it was they called. Guy started his spiel, and I, I interrupted him and said, I've been getting a ton of calls from you guys, and it's just not not an issue right now. Please just take <clears throat> me off your list. Mm -hmm. I don't need any follow-up. And he stopped himself. But I don't always do that. Sometimes I let them get it. You know, depending on my mood this morning, I was just you not just set the phone it. down and... <laughs> right, and so... But if it's something that the messaging in the email got them to click play and they watched that, I mean, if there's they more weren't honest, interested, it, yes, there. it's a, it's a, um, 
I think your confidence level in that metric is higher. Yeah. Because they could just turn it off and they're not going to yeah. have to confront anyone yep. or, or offend anyone too. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think I think that's potentially another pro actually that we've uncovered there is that is that it's the analytics the the behavioral metrics are probably higher confidence than based and on they're not calls. influenced by that BDR wanting to check the box for oh I got one more lead today right right yeah it's perhaps a more qualified MQL yeah uh, all right Jim well uh, no how about I call you back in six months fine. Yeah, like, like oh, you're, he's interesting. Yeah, yeah, right. And so then you log in into Salesforce and you hit your weekly numbers. And yeah, like, you know, I mean, it, it's just a different interaction altogether. Yeah. Um, you touched on it earlier a little bit too, but but we're also comparing a full time employee and all of the costs that go with that that aren't just salary costs. Right. So you mentioned a sixty or seventy thousand dollars salary, but then you've got You've got 401k matching. You've got health benefits. You've got um, all of those other costs. Management that, you know, time. Uh, management time, time. A desk. A you know a, a new laptop. Mm-hmm. You know all those things that a, go a into seat for every single platform that they need to be on. Exactly. So you, I mean, you could see how that. And I'm not an HR person. I think there are some pretty standard calculations. But you, you know, you basically take the base salary times whatever additional percentage, and that's kind of your cost per full time employee. That may even be the number that you want. So that sixty thousand dollars salary could all of a sudden be ninety thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars that you're looking at in terms of offsetting the cost of an actual human. Yeah, BDR, um, which you know gives you fifty percent, thirty, forty, fifty percent more more budget to work with on creating and executing the content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that seems like an advantage. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So one one more pro that we've got here is video is scalable. So at the exact same time, you know, at 9, 10 on a Monday morning, 1,000 people can watch the same video. Mm-hmm. But only one person can talk to one other person at 9, 10 on a Monday. Yeah. Oh, that's it. I mean, I believe I made my point. I, I believe I believe I emphatically made my point. That's so Raven. Um, uh, now I don't know if you noticed, but I was trying to pair the cons with the pros here. And I believe many of the pros, um, did we get to all of the cons? Did we get not to, really. so let's, let's check out the cons here. So not reactive little rapport. Yeah. You, video can establish rapport, I suppose, in terms of its brand voice, right? The, you know, um, even what surrounds it, like, uh, the email copy that surrounds the video, mm-hmm. Um, and video, like video doesn't just have to be delivered through email. It can be targeted ads. Um, so anyhow, but yeah, you can't, it's, you can't technically build rapport or you can't alter your rapport because it's just stuck. It's like, it's fixed. It is what it is. It's fixed. But that may just present an opportunity to to try to bring humanity and personality into the messaging Mm -hmm. too, right? I think that's, I look at any cons list as, okay, well, if that's the case, how do we get around that? What opportunity does that present itself with? And I I would just, because, because it's not, you know, 
Hey, Justin Ben over here at Storyboard Media. Just wanted to check up with you, see uh, yeah. if you got a chance to read that ebook. I saw your post on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, go Packers. Sorry about Aaron Rodgers. Don't yeah. know what's going on there. You know, like that's something you can do in a one-on-one conversation that you can't do in this mm-hmm. kind of. And there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. Um, I wish I could remember the acronym now, but I think the first sales training I went through. Oh, yeah. It was basically the first step was to build that rapport. It was like, as you're sitting down at their desk, and of course, when I was in sales, this is when we actually went places mm-hmm. and sat in front of people and, and had in-person conversations. Um, you know, it was all about like, you know, scanning behind their mm-hmm. desk or whatever, like find pictures, find the, the picture, the trophy, the diploma, the, you know, the whatever it is to to then have that. But it was... You know, step one, build rapport. Step two, you know, sell whatever. something. <laughs> Clo- close the deal. <laughs> yeah. Step one, build rapport. Step, step two, two sign here. always be closing. <laughs> yeah. Step two, hold the pen for them when they. So many fun sales tricks out there. Um, Videos cannot hold pens. No, they cannot. Not yet, anyway. But I can't speak about that because we're under. But an there NDA. could be an electron. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> you could just send them an Adobe sign link. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that would be, I mean, and you, I think could, we, you could do that, right? Have them fill out a form and have that automate to an Adobe and fill in the information in a contract <laughs> and have it automatically send. Yeah. And you could even make the video so that you end the video with right before it sent, like, op, you know, provides the link for the Adobe sign as you actually have your actor, your actor, hand the pen. Hand the pen. So there we go. We solved that. Yep. We've got, we've got, we don't. We can't build rapport, but we can. We can hand them the pen to sign Automate the damn contract against their will. Electron signatures. Yep. <clears throat> God, I miss sales. Um. Yeah, I mean that reactive thing. I think is really similar to you know changing the script, right? Because it's always <clears throat> on script. It's always on the script. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't mean that you can't change script, but it's hard to change script mid conversation. Yep. It's impossible to change script mid-conversation. But even if you're in a sequence with someone, it's hard to create new content based mm-hmm. on something that they do. That, That's why you have to probably kick it over to one of your human beings. Or if your feature set changes for your product, you have yeah. to then recreate that video yeah. in a way, such a way. So you might you might take that into consideration. If you have product releases every quarter, then build your videos in a modular format so they can be updated easily. Maybe we've got an opportunity here to start a new two new acronyms. There's the HBDR and the VBDR, mm. the human BDR and the video BDR. Mm-hmm. And your BDR team may be made up of three HBDRs, but one VBDR. One quarter million dollar uh, yes. VBDR. Yes, who's always hitting their quota somehow yeah. because they're making calls when the HBDRs can't. It's mm-hmm. the whole point. Uh, another point on that too that um, is it's not just about nine to five and maybe getting somebody you know eating dinner. We're talking about multiple time zones. We're talking about mm-hmm. across the world, yeah. right? I mean, my brother-in-law lives in Raleigh, but his sales territory is the UK, and so he gets up at four, five o'clock in the morning, and he's done with work by about noon, mm. and that's his day, um, and. You know, he's had to adjust his his life yep. to that. 
Um, and so that's his, his workday is 4 a.m. to noon, you know, local time mm-hmm. here. Um, you don't have to do that because you could have, again, you could have the stuff sending and you could even set it up. I mean, I, I believe this is something that's even available in the basic levels of HubSpot. You can set up delivery times. You can optimize delivery times based on one, um, when someone is most likely to open an email, but also you can you mean like two forty in the afternoon statistically two forty in the afternoon statistically the best time for someone that or historically someone in this position that with just yeah. job title opens an email, but you can also then just set the default to be make it their time zone, not mm-hmm. my time zone mm-hmm. for that. So I mean that's how you automate and get that twenty four seven, and so it's just like I mean accents aside, assuming everybody's speaking literally the same language. I mean mm-hmm. send it whenever and it gets into their inbox at the best time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then the uh, the last one by nature of this VBDR, this video business development rep, it is simply video. It only has one one medium, one format. What's that? <laughs> Visual audio. Ah, yes. Via an electronic device of some sort. But yeah, you can't Video can't call. Video can't send an envelope. Video can't link in message you. Ooh, that would be fun. So remember that um, automated handwritten mm-hmm. postcard thing that we found. Mm-hmm. You could set that Script up as yeah, Script. something like that. You could set that up as part of your sequence so that even though it's a VBDR, not an HBDR. Somewhere along that sequence, the prospect actually receives a postcard that's handwritten, but by a robot. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that undermines our entire, like, we're speaking legitimately here about, <laughs> about automating this, but maybe there are some other fun ways to be. Right. But I, I mean, I think that's part of the messaging, too, is... You know, even in your outbound email sequences, you've got the, the second or third email in the sequence starts with like, totally not an automated follow up here, right? Yeah. I, I mean, th- there's a there's a tongue in cheek nature to automation that sometimes when you just acknowledge it, mm-hmm. it it maybe that's rapport, right? I mean, we're so we're so conditioned as recipients to keep an eye out for the spam or the unsolicited kind of stuff, but but when there's when there is that acknowledgement or self awareness or personality in there, I I don't know. I mean that often resonates. I may not respond, but at least I recognize mm-hmm. that they recognize that they're not trying to pass themselves off as a real person. You know, it's just it's totally an automated sequence. Yeah. The fact that this is entirely non a person gives you a lot of opportunity in the messaging to lean yeah. into that. <laughs> to kind of play into the fact that this is all digital. Yeah. Uh, 51% of the population identify as introverts. And that's why we've, you know, reached out to you through our VBDR so that you don't have to actually talk to a human. Just straight up acknowledge it. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Well, maybe it's a good time before we talk about how to implement this and actually go about doing this. Now that we've talked about kind of why you might and what some of the pros Mm -hmm. and cons are. Um, why don't we hear from our sponsor doppelganger? Lovely. Are you tired of being pulled in several directions at once? Did you double book yourself or commit to something you know you weren't going to do? Oh, yeah. 
Well, now you can do it all, except you don't have to. With a VBDR? <laughs> Doppelgang is the newest and hottest of these shared economy startups. You know, like the, the Uber of or the Airbnb of, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, on average, there are five people in this world that look just like you. And through the magic of AI, the NSA, and the state-of-the-art facial recognition technology, Doppelgang matches you up with your lookalikes through a proprietary mixture of 45 different characteristics. And with the new tolerant spectrometer feature, you can locate a lookalike that has anywhere from 45 out of 45 to 5 out of 45, anywhere in between. With Doppelgang, you can be where you're supposed to be without sacrificing where you want to be. How could I leverage this in my personal life? Well, that I think that's what it's for. I mean, anything you could. You, I went you, you to, I go went on to four, business applications. You, sure, but, but you're right. You I can mean, go on four dates in one night, and then everybody reports back to you, and you don't actually have to like go <laughs> through anyone. those. Go through those first <laughs> dates, you know. So you just show for the third date. Yeah, when it's all warmed up. Mm-hmm. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I feel like that's a tagline for all of our sponsors. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? But yeah, I, get, I mean, I think they were basically mm-hmm. thinking of you. Sure. When this, uh, when they developed this product, I can't, I can't handle all the first dates. There's just so many. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now there's Doppelgang. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank Doppelgang. Great. Um, I might use that for my podcast. Wait, are you you? Fred? Wait a minute. <laughs> um, okay, so how do we do this? Because I'm intrigued at this point, right? Yeah. Um, we've we've seen the budget that we can put toward it. We've talked about some of the advantages. We know that we're not doing a straight up like, you know, we, we have some HBDRs and, and we're trying to, instead of getting a fifth one, we're trying to do... VBDR. Let's give this a go. Mm-hmm. How would we give it a go? Well, it's theoretical. <laughs> but I mean... Hence the how would we? I mean, in certain ways, we've been applying some of this implementation with clients, but this is just in a very specific application. So um, first, you might want to look into like what is your, what is your typical BDR cadence? Um, what are they doing on a daily basis? Do they... <clears throat> Are they supposed to first call, then do this, then have their second conversation like this? Or, you know, what does that cadence look like? What are you laughing at? I, I was gonna, I was gonna say iambic pentameter, but I did that joke uh, last week. Oh, did you? And so, oh, when we were practicing? Yeah, when we were preparing, we weren't actually recording yet, so our audience wouldn't mm. know, but. You want me to back up? Do you want to hey, let's give our editor options here? Okay. <laughs> um, no, that's fine. All right. So our cadence is iambic <laughs> pentameter. Um, well, and and that's and and that's another thing too, right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't make my first BDR a video. No BDR. So if you're going to go through some trials. I've already established, you know what works and what doesn't yeah. for for my actual human BDRs. Um, I've kind of got that right. That that cadence is is those steps of interaction, mm-hmm. right? Here's the here's the 
first, here's the messaging, and here's the goal of that first initial outreach email or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then here's the script for the follow-up phone call. And then here's, you know, however longer later that that piece of mail goes out. And then here's a second email that has, like, all of that is established. Yeah. So it's really just, just taking that existing sequence, that existing cadence, and, and saying, all right, well, where do I have a person actually communicating something? And, you know, a, a video message can deliver an ebook just like, a, 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 you know, um, an actual BDR could say, hey, I wanted to follow up on our conversation with, you know, this ebook about mm -hmm. exactly what you were asking about or whatever. Another way to think about this is instead of, instead of thinking about it like vertically, like I'm going to take this human and replace it with video, um, you could go horizontal and say at step two, I'm going to implement video and I'm mm. going to give all of our humans more time on the phones or more mm. time knocking on doors or whatever. Mm -hmm. So just understanding where your cadence is and where video fits uh, is a way, to, is a, I think the first thing to look at. You know, there, there, I know enough to be dangerous here too, but I know that, um, you know, it's been a couple of years since I looked, but drip, for example, has conditional logic in mm -hmm. its workflows. And I think between, between email platforms, email outreach platforms and video hosting platforms, <clears throat> you could probably set up, you know, something we, we kind of throw away, throw around the term, choose your own adventure video, yeah. right? You could probably set it up in a way to almost be more personalized and be more reactive by putting the right choices in front of your recipient, your prospect, to trigger a particular type of response based on their action. Mm -hmm. So you could, you could initiate a video message and like our website does, you could ask them to identify themselves first as marketing sales or customer success. And you can do that in a way that, that doesn't necessarily feel like they've gone to a website and they're picking the silo, but, but you're actually interested in, in what it is that they do day to day. And then by selecting marketing, for example, then they've triggered a different subsequence. Mm -hmm. And you can do that at every step. So you can give someone an opportunity to show them a different video or send them to a different landing page or give them a different form to fill out based on the options of behaviors you're asking them to fill out. They're getting educated along the way. Mm -hmm. they're be you're qualifying them better. But there may be a that's, a, I think, a huge opportunity to make it feel more personalized. Now, of course, you have to create three, six, nine times as much video mm -hmm. content as if you were just doing one mm -hmm. straight line of conversation. But that could be a way to offset that reactive, you know, that may give it that personalized touch. We've talked before about, um, again, with our website, when, when you break it down by those silos, you know, nobody from sales is going to say I'm in marketing and see the videos in the marketing section of your website mm -hmm. and see that they're essentially the same thing, but you've maybe changed one sentence to make it about marketing or sales, you know? Yeah. So it, it's enough. It, it's that difference between like individualized and personalized mm -hmm. where it's relevant to them based on the decisions they've made and, and the information they've volunteered. Cause you're just asking simple questions along the way. 
it almost feels like it's generated just for that individual. Potentially, it could feel like it's it's for that individual and that there's somebody actually behind the curtain saying, you know, send this this is the nick, you know, this is the next thing they should get. Yeah. Whereas, and that's one of the really cool things about some of these automated platforms too is you can you can wait 12 minutes yeah. after a response yep. to send the next thing so that it it feels like somebody got the email you know read the action that they took mm -hmm. and then sent them something to say hey just wanted to follow up here's that thing you were looking for where you maybe that is a way to kind of offset some of that impersonal type stuff again it's all pre-written it's pre-created it's all prepared mm -hmm. it's just mapping out you know a much more advanced sequence or potential sequences mm -hmm. um I don't know that you could really nerd out on, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Are, so, so we've talked about the messaging a little bit about like the messaging. I think there's two parts to the messaging here. So there's the messaging of, you know, presumably all these things are being delivered. All these videos are being delivered via email. Potentially there's some landing pages that are being, you know, that someone's being directed to. Yeah. That, um, you, you could do some of this through paid ads, you know, pushing certain content to people. Okay. Um, um, so there's <clears throat> the messaging around the video and then there's the messaging in the video itself. How, um, how? <laughs> so, so let, let, let's break it up into two conversations. Um, we touched a little bit on the opportunity to be self-aware. Yeah. Right. And, and basically say, I am completely automated. I'm not a person. In fact, we're doing an experiment here at Storyboard Media where we're replacing one of our or, or, human Or media. lean into it, right? Like, hey, aren't you glad you don't have to talk to somebody right now? <laughs> Press yes. play to find out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so are there any other examples of messaging is what I'm getting at here? Um, I think anything beyond, I mean, beyond that, I guess you've got to get more specific into the use case. Who are we talking to? What do they care about? Uh, it's, the, it's, I guess, your basic rules of, of messaging. Understand your audience. Understand what you want them to do. And what format are you using? So, But, one, I mean, one thing I would keep in mind is, uh, especially if you are using conditional logic to individualize some of this content, you're going to want to build it your messaging in such a way that it's modular so that you can um, change two words in the script to make it more fitting for you as opposed to Jesse or Raven. Okay. So step one, sort out your cadence. Step two, craft your messaging. Mm -hmm. You touched on it. What's step three? What is it we want them to do mm -hmm. here? So how can we craft almost interstitial CTAs because I think so much of the value of, or the potential value of this is in moving them closer to an account. An MQL. Right, right, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. It's about getting them to a salesperson. This mm -hmm. isn't about closing the deal. This is still about getting them to a salesperson. So then again, you can create that Avenue for them through yes, video. Yes. And I, and I think, so that's something to consider. So even if you're, not doing like a full on, you know, conditional logic, 
multi-level cadence sequence, blah, blah, blah. Um, just throwing words that I'd heard in the last 30 minutes <laughs> out of the mic. Um, even if you weren't going full in on that, you could still give somebody more than one option at the end of the video, at mm -hmm. the end of the email, right? So so it, it, if ultimately what a BDR is responsible for is getting an AE an appointment, which is, I think, lowest common denominator, that's kind of what their job is, yeah. right? It's to schedule time with that prospect with an AE. Yep. At, at the highest level, there's also like, what information can I gather along the way? Yeah. Which is still an option. And so, so it, it could be a simple, it, you want to, you don't want to make them go through four rounds of messaging before you give them the opportunity to schedule. Sure. You want to prepare yourself for the fact that it may take four, five, six rounds of mm -hmm. giving them information before they're willing to do that. But even from video one, I think you'd want, your call one of your calls to action or one of your one of your CTA options to be right one is give you know I identify your market for me or you know identify your yeah. department marketing yep. sales customer segment success, yourself right segment yourself one but you still want to <clears throat> give them the opportunity as schedule time with an account executive now mm -hmm. because they're are people who maybe have done more of that self-education already. Maybe you were already on their radar. Mm -hmm. And I like, oh, mean to talk to these guys. Oh, yeah, great. No, perfect timing. Like we were just having a meeting about this yesterday. I don't need to go. I'm I'm not anticipating that there's a whole sequence of conversations here, but like I'm ready. Like you don't want to take that opportunity away from them. Right. You want to give them that opportunity at every stage um, so that there's – just an increase likely because if you don't give them the opportunity, this is manifesto, manifesto. right? If you don't give them the opportunity to do it, they're not going to do it. Yep. So, you know, it could be identify your segments or go ahead and schedule a demo now, mm -hmm. a live demo now. And you're, you're, you may not get a high conversion rate on that in your first video in the sequence, but it's going to be higher than if you didn't give them that option. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take or whatever. Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky, whatever that is. Yep. Um, what else? I imagine there's something more detailed about. Along the lines of calls to action. At the end of my videos, they all end with see our work, schedule a meeting, or see what our customers had to say. Why are those those three options? Because more often than not, even on, on some of the, the outreach that we use, uh, we do a lot of email marketing. Um, most of the time, people <laughs> respond with, great, can I see some of your work? And like, yes, it's on my site. And, but I mean, everybody's different. Whatever we can show, we put on our site. So it's it's all there. And I want people to, that's the, that's one of the first things they want to see is like, what kind of quality work do these, these yeah. guys have? Uh, and so I understand that. And I've just made that an easy step for them to take. Um, so got, that's based on. Right, it hasn't always been an option, has right. it? it? That's reactive to whatever percent of, of initial responses being great. Where can I see your work? Mm -hmm. um, the other one, book a meeting because that's the best way for me to understand their needs. Um, and then be, <laughs> I mainly put this other one in there because I had th three buttons I had <laughs> going to fill out. Um, so you're using a template? Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, but it was something like, uh, like see what our customers have to say. Um, and I think those are, 
those are the, the main three things that people want. Well, and and also, I think we we have a, a high level of confidence in how we've positioned our testimonials, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we've we've demonstrated our not just abilities, but our take on video in our video testimonials video. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and so it's a great way, even if you, even if somebody's looking at client work, which has varying levels of our own personality in it, mm-hmm. this is a way for them to see something we made for ourselves mm-hmm. and see when there are no restraints, <laughs> <laughs> what we might do with something. Um, what about... So that's, or sorry, just yeah. the last thing on CT is, that is something that can be updated, changed, um, and you, you know, even specific to where they are in the cadence, um, where they are uh, in their seek or in their um, in their segments, anything like this. So it can be very individualized. Um, we've we've touched on HubSpot and I think Drip. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the platforms and integrations we might? have to look into here to make all of this work seamlessly and kind of work with the platforms that are in place, but also be able to track this data, <clears throat> yeah, behavioral data, et cetera. One of the things you definitely need is a, a high quality video player. YouTube probably isn't going to cut it. It doesn't have the metrics that you're looking for. It doesn't have the integrations you're looking for. It doesn't have the capabilities of interactivity that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so Vidyard, Wistia, um, I still don't remember if 23, it's been a while since I've been there. Um, but, um, those bright cove, um, there are several out there that are are really good. Um, and that gives you the ability to, in the actual video player, create whatever you want, basically through HTML, you can code whatever you want. So you can code. You can code, I wouldn't recommend it, but you can code 24 different options for somebody to do at the end of the video or mm-hmm. in the middle of the video. You can uh, put a form. What is the first letter of your last name? <laughs> R. Um, and so you, you can put a form right there mm-hmm. in the video player, whether you want to gate something or just say. Yeah, and, and that's really what opens up all of these, you know, choose your own adventure options. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and the form can be f- filling out like a blank. It can be a drop down. It can be uh, a lot of different things. It could be a Marketo Radio form. Buttons, Marketo forms. That depending on the platform is automatically synced. So you've created the yep. form in Marketo. Not only does it capture that information, but it's, you know, it's a form you don't have to make. You're just pulling it into and if the you're video using, player. If you're using HubSpot at a high level, they've got Vidyard video hosting baked in mm-hmm. so you can put your HubSpot form straight in there without having to do extra integrations or pay yep. for a, a different hosting platform. Or use Zapier. Yeah, or use Zapier. <laughs> so so you need a, a quality player. You need, and some of those players have more integrations with other CRMs or marketing automation platforms, but uh, most of them inter- integrate with HubSpot, Salesforce, Marketo, um, and then even if you you're using something like High Spot or MuleSoft or whatever, um, you just made up MuleSoft. That's a, that's a <laughs> um, HubSpot or MuleSoft or Doppelgang, whichever. Uh, 
Yeah, so if it doesn't have a direct integration, a lot of times they have what are called webhooks, and you can just scoop that information and feed it into your platform through a little bit of coding. Um, so yeah, so that's where a lot of the information about that viewer is going to be stored, mm-hmm. uh, is that CRM. Uh, sometimes the, the marketing automation and everything is starting to kind of meld together, it seems yeah. like. But uh, but then the marketing automation, whether it's Drip or Pipedrive or um, Marketo, yeah, Maybe. any of yeah, um, that's where you're going to then trigger the next step. And so those are the three main things you're going to need from an automation standpoint. All right. Um, I have a, a section here that, that we didn't discuss that I've just added to the outline here of other thoughts. Um. Uh, first one I put here was A/B testing. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a tremendous opportunity to do A/B testing, not just within your video messaging, which you should. If you're doing this, you should experiment with sure. different sequences and and different different calls to action. Use the data to see which one is performing best. T- you know, try slightly different messaging. Does the opening line of the email being, hey, I'm a robot, um, get a higher response than if you were writing it as if you were an actual human person, right? Tremendous opportunity for A-B testing to really dial in how to get the most conversions, ultimately, Mm -hmm. out of your video BDR. I think there's also a tremendous opportunity to test your humans against your video, too and limit the variables. So make the first first email in the sequence exactly the same. Make your human BDR record a personalized video or, or their own video um, that is exactly the same script as your video BDR is using and track video against your human BDRs to see which one has a higher conversion rate, which one, right? Because if you're going to take the risk to invest in what could potentially be a person and you know what a person, you know your expectations of an additional person in this role because you've had enough to basically average out Mm -hmm. and say that, well, I should get this kind of click-through rate and this kind of, you know, demo rate and this kind of close rate and whatever. So leverage being smart about your variables, not just within the video, but with your video against your, your human BDRs. I, I, again, we're not advocating replacing all of your people. Yeah, don't go firing somebody to right? <laughs> paying us their salary. Yeah, but, but there's, there's a tremendous amount that you could learn just because you have to be on the types of platforms that you have to be on to do this right. You're going to get all of that data anyway. Why not gain some insights from it? Mm-hmm. And A-B testing is just the easiest way to do that. Um, another thing that, that I thought could be interesting in this is to make the talent in your video BDR mm-hmm. videos actually make it one of your you know your top performing BDR. So they, somebody can go into LinkedIn and see Joe Schmo. Yeah, at your see that they're a person, or they're going to deliver the script more naturally anyway because it's the same script that they've been yeah. delivering. Yeah, and what, it's cheaper. You don't have to hire actors. Like it's it's a quick right. way to win. Right. So we're not we're not trying to 
you know, obfuscate or, you know, uh, you know, be deliberately, you know, like, oh, trust us, this is a real person. But like, why not make a real, you know, one of your existing people kind of the face that people are interacting with anyway, and maybe one of your higher performing BDRs, right? I mean, that's good enough data right there that somebody feels some kind of connection with them. See if it works when it's automated. I don't always advocate using employees in the videos, but right. certainly worth it could be worth a, try, a yeah. shot. Yeah. Um, what other thoughts have you had about this? What might be some other opportunities that, you know, if you've decided again, if you've listened to this episode, maybe you've had a seed of this kind of thought before, and now you're like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. Let's try this. What else? I mean, what else might be there to either try or that we you could understand or. I don't have an answer to those, but I, I just. <laughs> what other thoughts? I, I think do you this have? is timely because it is really hard to hire right now. Everybody's yeah. hiring and you're having to either sink a lot of interview time into that process. Um, you're having to raise your, your, um, compensation levels. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be a great opportunity to jump in and try it. Yeah. And I, I would love to, to find a client or two willing to try this out and we, you know, make case studies out of it and be able to report some of that information, but it would take some time. Yeah. Yeah. How long do you, do you think this might take to get up and running with the platforms, with the production, with integration and maybe even some testing. I mean, I'd, I'd say three months to get it up and running and three months to start to see, well, three months to get enough data to start to try to glean anything from the data. So in, you're saying potentially in six months, you would be able to start to see if this is working or not. Yeah. Uh, Before I, the fourth quarter. Yeah, I don't know. What the, I was just going to say, I don't know what the scheduled release date is for this episode, but as of May 11th recording, uh, yeah, before the end of the year, you could potentially know whether this is something you want to invest in for 2022. Mm-hmm. But only if you call now. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on replacing a BDR with video? Um. I came up with one more pro. Great. Is that video doesn't quit. Take another job offer. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, it is or there. Or ask for a raise. Or ask for a raise. Yeah. yeah. Or promotions or any of that. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but that's all I got. All right. Um, should we hear from Doppelgang again before we uh, recap? I think we have to contractually. Doppelgang. Are you tired of being pulled in several directions at once? Did you double book yourself or commit to something you knew you weren't going to do? Well, now you can do it all, except you don't even have to do it. Doppelgang is the newest and hottest of the shared economy startups. On average, there are five people in this world that look just like you. And through the magic of AI, the NSA, and state-of-the-art facial recognition technology, Doppelgang matches you up with your lookalikes through a proprietary mixture of 45 different characteristics. And with the new tolerance spectrometer feature, you can locate a lookalike that has anywhere from 100% of your characteristics down to less. <laughs> all, the way, to all the way down to less. All the way down to anything and less any, than Anywhere 100. in between. With Doppelgang, you can be where you're supposed to be without sacrificing where you want to be. 
great. Yeah. And I believe this, like it opens up opportunities for, for you to make money on the side as well. Like if you, if somebody double booked themselves and you had to go do a speaking engagement for them about, um, pottery, equestrian pottery, pottery. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I am occasionally the world's foremost expert on horse pots. (laughs) And I imagine that pays well. Yes. Very specialized. Yeah. Um, By the way, I'm Sean. Ben couldn't make it today. Okay. (laughs) Uh, You've done an amazing job. Yeah. Well, you know, I just asked the questions this time. Um, Okay. Well, that is uh, this episode of Video Reformation Podcast. I hope you learned a little bit something about the opportunities for replacing a human BDR with video BDR. Um, again, not trying to take jobs away from actual people, just trying to um, leverage all of the opportunities there is for. We're trying to help own. those people who just can't find enough people to hire. Yeah, it's a it, yeah, hey, opportunity. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, as always, give the old like, subscribe, download multiple episodes, delete them, download more, just to pad our download stats. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend several accounts. Uh huh. Yep, um, multiple different accounts, emails. multiple platforms. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, okay. Thank you. Thank you. I want to hear one of your uh, sales stories. Um, so I went uh, for like an 8 a.m. meeting with a mortgage broker in um, Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. And as I start to get into the scripted part, you know, I noticed that he's fallen asleep. Okay. Oh, <laughs>